The hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 124 on page 504, and 128 on 506. If the Lord himself had not been on our side, now may Israel say, If the Lord himself had not been on our side when men rose up against us. They had swallowed us up alive when they were so wrathfully displeased at us. Yea, the waters had drowned us, and the stream had gone over our soul. The deep waters of the proud had gone even over our soul. But praise be the Lord, who hath not given us over for a prey unto their teeth. Our soul is escaped even as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken, and we are delivered. Our help standeth in the name of the Lord, who hath made heaven and earth. Psalm 128 Blessed are all they that fear the Lord, and walk in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labors of thine hands. O well is thee, and happy shalt thou be. Thy wife shall be as the fruitful vine upon the walls of thine house. Thy children like the olive branches round about thy table. Lo, thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord from out of Zion shall so bless thee, that thou shalt see Jerusalem in prosperity all thy life long. Yea, that thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the thirteenth verse of the first chapter of the book of Joel. Gird yourselves and lament, you priest. Wail, you who minister before the altar. Come, lie all night in sackcloth, you who minister to my God. For the grain offering and the drink offering are withheld from the house of your God. 
Consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the, of the land into the house of the Lord your God, and cry out to the Lord, Alas for the day! For the day of the Lord is at hand, it shall come as destruction from the Almighty. Is not the food cut off before our eyes, joy and gladness from the house of our God? The seed grain shrivels under the clods, storehouses are in shambles, barns are broken down, for the grain hath withered. How the beasts groan, the herds of cattle are restless, because they have no pasture. Even the flocks of sheep, sheep, suffer your punishment. O Lord, to you I cry out, for fire has devoured the open pastures, and a flame has burned all the trees of the field. The beasts of the field also cry out to you, for the water brooks are dried up, and fire has devoured the open pastures. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second epistle of Peter. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ. To those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, to the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness, and has, for <clears throat> and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. If you do these things, you will not stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, a holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills of thy faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may by thee be plenteously rewarded, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We are in the week before the season of Advent, and so our, our lectionary changed or sort of reset today, and it kind of acts in a certain way as like a, <clears throat> excuse me, um, like a a fifth week of Advent because the lessons have that sort of urgent um, theme of of getting ready for the for the coming for God. The lesson from Joel, no one really knows the time frame in which Joel was written. Some people put it as late as the 900s BC or as early, or, you know, or as early as 900s BC or as late as 400s, very, you know, after the end of the old, um, most of the events of the Old Testament, um, because there's no historical setting for it. It doesn't mention a king, doesn't mention anything in particular that links it. But it's a story of a of a locust attack that's come to devour the fields and and the in the verse of verses of Joel we didn't read today um, it talks about four kinds of locusts which were common in that area of the world these attacks and they would literally devour a field they'd come through and by the time it was done it was all over and so the the locust attack and the dearth of crops is the background for the call to repentance. Uh, to weep and 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 he's telling the the um the priests and the to everyone to weep. He talks about the grain offerings withheld, and the idea here is that when the crops in the field are are producing the fields are producing abundant crops, the offerings made to God are abundant, and those offerings in the temple were an occasion for a celebration and a party at the major feasts. Because <clears throat> all the major feasts were agricultural in, in nature, you'd bring the fruit of the crops, you'd make an offering, and there'd be a big celebration and, and a feast. And so those are withheld, and so the joy of the feast is being withheld from the temple because there is nothing to offer. We're just it's just everything's languishing, and so this is going to be the the backdrop for the call to repent in in Joel. And it's interesting that our that the or the the connection between that kind of um, the barren fields is made in Second Peter with the idea of the fruitfulness of the Christian life that Peter talks about, that we've been, get, we've been given all things ne necessary through being made partakers of the divine nature. And this is the reference to the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is given to us in baptism, which we receive through faith. And we are partakers of the, the divine nature. That word partaker is related to the word for communion, koinonia. We're, we're, we're one with God in the spirit. And this, this makes us partakers of God. But Peter says, but be diligent to make sure that this uh, part, being partakers of the divine nature is, is something that becomes fruitful, that, that we add uh, virtue to this participation, that we... Um, Faith to virtue and knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness and love. And if these things are ours and abound, we're not barren or unfruitful. And part of the paradox then of the call, you know, the season of Advent, um, which is which is like a, a, a sort of like Lent is to Easter, Advent is to Christmas, although Advent doesn't have as penitential a cast. There's a background note of joy in the season of anticipation but we're called to um in some way fast in some way say no to things um in order that this work of god 
producing fruit in us may be increased. And that's sort of the paradox of the Christian life, a situation like Joel is talking about, the, the famine, the locusts, are an opportunity for people then to wake up, to realize the ways they've turned away from God, and to turn back to God in repentance and faith. And we return back to God in repentance and faith, these blessings from God, or we open ourselves up, shall we say, to the blessings of God, which then produce within us uh, that fruit of of connection to God and righteous behavior, which then results in a, in a rightly ordered life and results in God's blessing. And that's the right order of life, that that in one of the problems of the culture we live in, you know, it's not different than any other culture, although sort of in the in the modern consumer culture, it's sort of on steroids, the idea that the blessings of God become the end, the, the sort of signs, the prosperity, this seems to be the thing people pursue instead of God seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness and seeing these things are things that are added to us as kind of the sign of God's favor to us. And so we, we, we have this relationship, we have to learn to moderate our connection with the things to say no in order that we open ourselves up to the more important connection to God, which is the ultimate yes, and to keep our lives ordered in that right way. So seasons of dearth, and whether they be a season like like Advent, where we purposely or willingly maybe give something up, say no, so God's work can be done, or sometimes those things just happen in life. Sometimes a no is, a no is, um, is, um, imposed upon us. Um, we're, we're just, um, you know, something's taken from us and we, um, we have to, um, turn, we, we, we have to have a time of dearth, but those are always opportunities for us in the sense that, 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 um, that dearth is an opportunity for us to wake up and, and orient towards God in a new way through repentance and faith. So his blessings can come. And so that's the, the kind of the, you know, the thing maybe to just highlight today is that whatever dearth we, we, we experience in life, like Joel and the famine, whether it be voluntary or imposed upon us, is opportunity to renew us in repentance and faith and, and orientation towards God so his spirit can be given, can be received in a new way and our lives can produce the genuine fruit of or virtue and holiness that is the, the true end of our union with God, of being partakers of the divine nature. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly seek thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate.
that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you. Have a good day.